Major Beijing at the Swedish Chamber of Commerce in China. Swedcham China is the professional platform for information, network, and facilitation for Swedish business community in China. Welcome and listen to our 11th episode of Swedcham Podcast. After a few weeks working from home in Beijing, I feel very happy coming back into the office today. Actually, there is an old saying in China, 民以食为天 In English, food is the stuff of life. With that, I'm so delighted to introduce our today's podcast speaker, Eva Björk, joining me in our office. Eva Björk is an executive coach and entrepreneur, and a mother of two kids, one daughter and twin boys. Together with her Colombia husband Alex, they founded Most Restaurant Group, Moshito, back in 2008, just before the Summer Olympics. They have since founded Mocha Brews, their fast casual cafe concept. And their little naughty bar, La Social. They grew their business from one restaurant to five unique concepts in fourteen locations across three Chinese cities. That's amazing. Warm welcome, Eva, to our podcast. Since you and your husband founded, I will call it the Big Brother Mosto Restaurant in two thousand eight. I was very curious. And how long have you been living in China? And what brought you here? Hi, JC, and first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast today.、Um, yeah, so you asked me how long I've been here.、Uh, very long. I'm a China dinosaur.、Uh, I have called Beijing my home since '96, and、uh, what brought me here was my、um, studies in East Asian studies at Stockholm University. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say long before my studies, I had a curiosity about China, and I was, you know, I was looking for an adventure.、Um, and、uh, when I graduated,、uh, I was lucky, I would say, to land a job with Scandinavian Airlines here in Beijing,、mm. uh, and I worked for SAS for more than seven years as their sales and marketing manager. It was really a、um, fantastic company to work for, and I learned so much from that experience.、Uh, eventually, though, I came to a fork in the road、uh, where I had the choice to either go back and continue my career at the head office, or start my own company with my Danish friend.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you can say I followed my heart for China and my entrepreneurial calling. Uh, so my friend and I started an interior design business. It was called Chang and Bjork, and we knew we wanted to create something that had a mixture of both design traditions, so the simplicity of Scandinavia, and、uh, at the same time the colorful and more ornate design traditions、um, from China.、Uh, and I think. We were at the time we were very fortunate to work with some of Sweden's most prominent designers. One of them is Gunilla Lagerhem Ulberg.、Uh, she has sadly passed away, but she used to be the chief designer for the well-known carpet manufacturer Castal.、Uh, And、uh, another designer was Marie-Louise Helgren from Höganäs.、Mm. 
and so these women, they would design patterns and styles, and then we would marry that with Chinese materials like um, silk, porcelain, enamel. And uh, we had cushion covers made, table runners, teapots, bowls, many things. Um, and we, uh, in the beginning, we started out with exports to Scandinavia. Uh, but eventually we opened two retail shops, one in Taikuli here in San Litun and one up at Indigo in Lido. <laughs> so that was kind of the beginning. Uh, and if you fast forward to 2007, I met my husband, mm -hmm. Alex, and uh, his dream was to start a restaurant business. So since I had the experience already opening a business, I said, well, why not? <laughs> so we sat down and drafted a business plan yes. and found an angel investor. And then off we went. Okay. Sounds like a romance and a business go went very well <laughs> together. <laughs> Uh, okay, and actually, it was really interesting. You started all this business with a lot of design, and also interesting to know you actually worked at the Scandinavian Airlines before. It's so funny since their office is also located where we do the recording right now. Mm -hmm. um, so you are the owner of a restaurant group in China and have co-founded several brands. Among them, Mocha Bros, La Social, and Mosto. Can you share a bit more the differences of the three different brands? And as an entrepreneur, can you share something about your career life? Yeah, sure. Um, to answer your first question about the different concepts, um, so I think you called Mosto the big brother. We we and we like yeah. to say our mothership. <laughs> uh, it was our first restaurant back in two thousand and eight, mm. and. Um, it's a casual fine dining restaurant with a lot of influences from South America, as that's where Alex, um, my husband, is from Colombia and our uh, third business partner is from Venezuela. Yes. Uh, Mocha Bros is, um, I would say, a micro chain that focuses on healthy eats. And La Social, as you also said, it's our naughty little bar. And, you know, it's for fun <laughs> nights out with your friends, dancing, merengue, yeah. salsa, and yeah. having your cocktails. Yes. Um, the second question about my career life. Um, I think I think from the start up to now, my role in the company has, of course, taken many shapes. Uh, in the early days, running one restaurant, I was mainly in charge of the marketing and, and admin. Mm. Uh, but then as our company grew and we could employ more people and have a better structure, we eventually had uh, teams dedicated to these areas. Um, so my focus has since mainly been on shaping and structuring the business while it's been growing. And... Um, you know, to make sure that it runs smoothly and is resource efficient. So basically what I am, I guess I am the bridge between the finance and admin, the <laughs> HR and, and the operation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what we do, we look at our processes together and we work on changes that we need to make, refinements um, that need to happen so that we can improve the overall performance. And this has, um, it's a cycle, you know, you have your... Mm -hmm 
good months or years, and then you have um, more challenging times. So you need to have a, I feel an agile mindset. Um, Very important. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what else have I done? I also, I am the one who negotiates contracts with our landlords, our investors, and uh, and then of course I handle all sorts of communication, both internally but also externally to our stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Um, and now these last uh, few years, this role or my role has shifted again slightly. I'm still involved in all the main business decisions, but right now I'm also focusing on my coaching business. Mm. And I'm finding this new avenue very, very meaningful. Okay, sounds very interesting. So um, we will come back with the coaching business later. Sure. <laughs> yes, so most of in Beijing is definitely the hard spot at a very bustling commercial area, Nalipatu in Salington area, for both the locals and the travelers. So what is the most impressive guests you have ever hosted? I heard the royal family has visited yours. Yes, they have. Um, (laughs) And that was a a fun, uh, very fun experience. Uh, It was, of course, an honor to host Crown Princess Victoria when she was here in China back in 2008. Uh, And it was a big deal for everyone. And I remember all of us were feeling very nervous, the chefs in the kitchen, the Mm -hmm. staff outside, myself, and to remember to how to say hello and goodbye and yeah there was a strict protocol (laughs) but she seemed to enjoy her evening very much so our mission was completed um we've also had the honor to host colombia's president wow ivan duque in 2017 Mm. Uh, and also actually the colombian artist botero um so that has that was of course very interesting and fun experiences but i would say that the best moments and memories have been created with um our loyal customers and mm. all the many birthdays engagement parties <laughs> anniversaries wedding you name it yeah. um but also simply just having these meaningful conversations and fun get-togethers with with our mosto tribe that's, I think, okay. I will remember mostly. Okay, great. Um, so actually, you uh, have opened a new restaurant, Mosto, in Shanghai in mid-2022. And we know many small businesses struggles a lot after the big lockdown in Shanghai. So what made you decide to open one in Shanghai under this harsh situation? You're so brave. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we took this decision in 2021 uh, when business actually picked up and the future seemed bright. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we started renovating. It was late December last year. And just as we opened in February, we had to close again in, in March. And of course, little did we know what 2022 would would bring. And um, yeah, that was hard. Uh, my Also my husband at the time, he was away from us because he got stuck in that lockdown in Shanghai. So he was away for four months. Um, and then there was also 
a quite challenging time here in um in Beijing, you know, the new wave of COVID cases and yeah. all the ongoing lockdowns and closures. I mean, it has really had a tremendous impact on the food and beverage industry, as well as so many, many others, of course. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but that was definitely a great news for your big opening in Shanghai. Uh, and I also would like uh, I, and I also would like to mention that Chan has done several events in Mosto, and actually our Swedish traditional Christmas dinner will be held at Mosto tomorrow on December 9th. It was sold out just in a few days. So that's great. Yeah, so happy for that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for hosting us at Mosto. Uh, so yes, now the question um, is... As an executive coach, what are the top three leadership qualities do you value most to become a successful leader? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, th- there's, of course, a lot of qualities yeah. um, that you need, I think, to become a successful leader. But if you, I would say, um, if you are able to create a safe, space for your staff that's really an amazing quality Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, making sure that your colleagues feel safe you know speaking up with their ideas or Mm. being able to say that they made a mistake or whatever concern they might be having Um, just to be able to do all that without having or the feeling of of you know that I'm I'm not going to be punished in any way Mm. so I think that's very important. Uh, and as a leader, I also think if you have the willingness to expose your own vulnerability yeah. <laughs> and share some of your own challenges or constraints, yeah. and I think as a leader, that encourages your staff to do the same. Mm. Exactly. Um, and then I think... I think building your empathy muscle and practicing to really listen, that is very, very important um, to, um, to come, become aware, you know, of our own judgments that we have, our own assumptions or biases. And it's really hard um, and it takes constant practice. Yeah. In fact, I think it's actually a lifelong practice and journey. So you just need to keep practicing that. Yes. Um, practice makes perfect. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so what do you usually do at your free time? Since you're so busy. so <laughs> Well, right now, my weekends are mostly uh, filled with activities for the kids. So yeah. their birthday parties or uh, my, my boys go to jiu-jitsu, dance, football. Wow. <laughs> Lots of... <laughs> Um, activities yeah Yeah. but I think what I really really like to do on my free time is to go up to our cottage Mm -hmm. that we have in the mountains and this is um, this is where I get rest and I can Um, Mm re-energize I really love hiking and I and I never get tired of the Great Wall it really (laughs) fascinates me every time so that's my little nature fix and and that's I would say that's really how an important part of what has kept me going these these last years in Beijing. Mm-hmm. 
Great. Um, so actually, in Sweden, there is a way of life that puts an emphasis on finding balance in all aspects of life. It's a concept called lagom. Roughly translated, lagom means a concept of having not too much, not too little. What is lagom meaning to you, and how do you practice it in your daily family and business life? Uh, yeah, uh, this question. Um, you know, I'm not sure I can relate to the meaning of of lagom. Uh, I think these last years in Beijing has been anything but lagom, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, the unprecedented amount of pressure, stress and uncertainty, it's really affected each and every one of us on a level I think we might not even be aware of yet. Um, it is no doubt a traumatic experience we're living right now. Um, and if I can use a metaphor, it's like being in a vast ocean with no land in sight <laughs> and you're riding the waves on this yeah. little boat just trying to paddle and paddle and hang on as best you can yes um so although i mean these past couple of weeks have brought positive change and i mean things are definitely looking more hopeful but yeah so when you say log on i guess it's just a little bit difficult for me to relate at with the word <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah we love a metaphor i i think i totally can feel um your uh, situation <laughs> and uh how do you usually handle stress um, how do i handle stress uh i think sometimes i don't handle it very well at all <laughs> um i like everyone, I think I get caught up in, in negative thought patterns um, that are not very helpful and, and they for sure makes, you know, matters worse. Mm -hmm. um, I do think because of COVID and the levels of stress, I've, I've somehow, I have had to intentionally turn inwards and ask myself, you know, what, what can I do to cope better mm. and how can I better take care of myself? Um, so I think I'm for sure now much more aware and a little better at knowing my triggers and can spot my, my signals of stress. Mm. Um, so I think this is the first step. Um, and I would say my, my coping strategies are, are different depending on the situation and time I have. Yeah. Like, you know, in the heat of the moment, mm. using my breath is no doubt a helpful way of calming down my yeah my nervous system. Uh, but if I have more time, simple things like taking a walk or reading a book, going for a massage, talking with a friend. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, um, self-care is very important, but of course, self-care is also very individual. It depends on what you, what it works for you. Right. Exactly. Um, I think, um, uh, I have, learned firsthand that a crisis can feel really overwhelming and isolating and and it is really important to take time for self-reflection mm -hmm. um and change for sure will always be certain and somehow constant in our life yeah. and i think if we can navigate through times of change um yeah, that's, that's just something we must always be pre prepared for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, okay, so what is the biggest difference between Swedish and Chinese culture from your perspective? Yeah, so I have I have gotten this question a lot during the years, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know what will be the important takeaway of this question. Um, I think we need, of course, to be mindful of the differences in terms of communication and our modes of thinking. Like Swedes are generally more direct and Chinese are generally more <laughs> indirect, for example. Um, but if I look back at our Mosto team, um, we've always been so diverse and multicultural. I mean, to give you an example, during our peak mm -hmm. years, our team, we had... I think we embraced like nine different nationalities, Chinese, Swedish, Danish, Colombian, Venezuela, British, American, <laughs> Russian, Italian. I mean, wow. uh, yes, very, very happy bunch, very diverse. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it has been more helpful and important to focus on common humanity and similarities and needs rather than the differences. Mm. Uh, and I'd like to think that we have created an organization um, on values that are meaningful to us. Uh, I mean, our team spirit is really built on a foundation of trust and to keep on learning and a belief that there's always a way. Um, and right now during these challenging conditions, I think it's, really important to focus on togetherness and connection yeah. <laughs> rather than looking at our differences. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was really impressive <laughs> to see you actually had this uh, very uh, mixed team from different nationalities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was also very fun to work with uh, yeah, different ideas. Um, and so the next question is, what is the coolest experience that you have ever had in your life so far? Gosh, <laughs> the, the coolest experience. Uh, what is cool for me, or I'd say what is rewarding for me is, again, it's my hikes in the mountains. I never tire of that great wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of the coolest architectural structures in the world. Um, uh, I have to also mention that I really love kite surfing. That's, that is always something that gives me a buzz and feeling being alive and, and really present in the moment. There's absolutely nothing else you can do than just focusing on the wind and the, yeah. and the kite and your board. Um, and I think also building your own business is pretty cool and yeah, very stimulating course, very cool <laughs> yeah. yes very cool actually so that brings us to our last question here do you have a favorite swedish vegan cookies or cakes especially during christmas time ah yes kanil bulle 100 <laughs> uh, we used to Uh, actually, we used to bake them in mocha bros, uh, and it was according to my grandmother's recipe. Mm -hmm. And I really love that. But I also have to mention, uh, in Swedish, we say saffransbröd, which is mm -hmm. a very important yes. part of uh, our Christmas. Yes. Saffron, saffron bread. So yes. I will this be making... Yes. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I will be doing that this weekend. Oh, great. We all love cannabula. 
In English, it's a Swedish cinnamon buns. Um, so that's all the question uh, for today. Uh, actually, this week, all the restaurants are reopening in Beijing. So thank you so much, Eva, for really taking your precious time and sharing your inspiring stories with us. And I can feel you and your team have been fighting so hard during the COVID time. Wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and also three of your restaurants brand a great success in 2023. Uh, and also thank you all our audience for listening. Hope to see you at Sweatcham Online and Offline events next year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year of Rabbits. Thank you so much, JC, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and to everybody who's listening. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.